Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Murder and Misery, our true crime podcast. We are your hosts. My name is Heather, and I know absolutely nothing about true crime. And my name is Jillian, and I consider myself somewhat of a true crime expert. Yes, Jill is our resident true crime expert. And we created this podcast so that Jill could teach me about all things true crime, both locally and nationally, and to take you guys along for the journey, so that if you too know nothing about true crime, you can learn something. Or maybe hear another perspective about stories you already know. Okay, so before we get started, this case contains mention of child deaths, so listener discretion is advised. Is this the potato soup episode? <laughs> maybe. <laughs> um, also, fair warning that this case is a lot older, so some of the dates and ages could be and definitely probably are off, but we'll just get down to the nitty gritty. This case starts around June 20th of 1883 or 1891. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's a range. Right. Okay. In Steelville, Missouri, which is about two hours from us, if you know where like Cuba is. Yeah. Yeah. It's in the same county. So this is where Emma Serena Stinnett was born to her parents, Riley and Hattie Stinnett. She was one of three daughters, her sisters being Annie and Viola. Her mother was a homemaker and her father was a laborer, so it's likely that they had a poor upbringing. Sometime around April 25th of 1910, she married blacksmith Charles Schwach, who was a widow, and he had a child from his previous marriage named Helen. There's a lot of confusion around the numbers of this, as she's listed as being 20. Emma is listed as being 20. When she was married, but she said she was 14. Now, a lot of the researchers do believe that she was older than 14 because in her pictures, she looks a lot older. But in the census from 1920, some things had changed. For one, Charles' daughter from his first marriage was gone and no longer listed as family, though we're not sure what happened or where she went. But we do know that Emma and Charles somewhere had three kids and at the time of the census, Lottie was eight, Almna was five, and Lola was three. Okay. Emma said that she birthed 12 children with Charles. However, eight of them passed away as infants. But there is no birth or death record of these babies. In 1920, we know that they were in Pontiac City, Michigan. But somewhere in the next five years, they moved back to Steelville, which is where she was born. Sometime around the beginning of July, Charles fell ill, and on... July 9th, a physician came to his aid until on July 15th of 1925, Charles died of dysentery, which is issues in your intestines, and they correlated it to overheating. Like she said, Emma said that he was overheating and drank ice water and died. Oh. Yeah. After her husband's death, Emma said that she married a man named Frank Lee. However, we don't have marriage records to back this up, and there's no divorce records. I'm very confused by this Emma lady. Yeah, she did say that they did divorce, though. Okay. After the divorce, she remarried Frank Joseph Brimser, who was quite a bit older than her. On May 12th of 1931, while living at 3809 Clarence Avenue in St. Louis, Missouri, her second husband, Frank, passed away. It was said that he died from a nasty fall off a ladder at his house 
and his death was ruled cause of hemorrhage due to the rupture of his stomach lining. Okay. It was ruled an incident, but no autopsy was ever performed, and Emma was the one to tell the coroner what happened to Frank. Right after his death, she had his body cremated, and after this, on August 30th of 1932, right before her 14th birthday, Lola, Emma's daughter from her previous marriage, had passed away at the St. Louis City Hospital. It was said to be from pulmonary tuberculosis. Soon after, she married Bert Lee Roberts. Unfortunately, during their marriage, Bert's mother, named Myra King, passed away from dislocation of the hip and senility. This took place on March 25th of 1933, and only a few months after his mother's death, on July 21st of 1933, Bert unfortunately passed away from acute gastritis, acute nephritis, with a contributing factor being heat, like her first husband. However, this was not backed up by a doctor. I'm just confused. Like, how do you die from being hot? I don't know. Other than, like, a heat stroke. Yeah. I definitely don't think you die from being hot and drinking ice water, as everyone I know has been hot and drank ice water. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, like... I'm getting suspicious... And I feel like this has to be the potato soup episode because we've talked a lot about intestines. I just want to say that <laughs> when I came over here to record, Heather had something in her crock pot and I was like, oh, what do you have? And she's like, oh, I'm making potato soup. And I was like, oh. <laughs> and I was like, what? And she was like, I can't tell you yet. So I was like, okay, it must be part of an episode. <laughs> well, Emma did say that Bert passed away um, because he ate a can of sardines that was like tainted. So, I'm not sure, I guess, you know. I'm not, I don't understand honestly, what you're saying to me. I wouldn't eat a can of sardines, like. Anyway. Um, yeah. Personally. I know some people really enjoy them, but they look yucky to me. Right. And apparently they were tainted a lot in the 30s. But oh, okay. Emma, well, not that I know that, but oh, okay. that's what she, she said. Oh, saying that. Okay. Yeah. I was like, oh, <laughs> That's alarming. I feel like we should not have continued to put them in the store. I feel like a lot of food was (laughs) contaminated in the 30s, but, you know. Okay. Um, But Emma didn't stay single for long. And on October 19th of 1935, she remarried again, this time to William A. Vaughn. They lived together in Potosi, Missouri. At the time of their marriage, Emma was listed as being 39 and William was 61. Unfortunately, their marriage didn't last long, as William wouldn't sign over his life insurance policy to Emma. They then separated after six months, and their divorce was finalized in October of 1937. Okay. Emma, who is now 45, went on to marry 54-year-old Alois Schneider. Why are we marrying so many people? I don't know. You think- If you're killing your husband and you want to be lonely, just be lonely, you know? I'm just saying. Well... I'm just, I'm assuming, obviously. But well, let's just say that it, it's a little weird for all of your husbands to just die. But not all of them. That, that last guy didn't die. He just wouldn't sign over his life insurance. Policy. Yeah, but if he had, <laughs> she would have been killing him. <laughs> yeah, he did. He <laughs> saved himself there. He Allegedly. saved his life. We don't know because, you it's know. It's just anyone with two brain cells could put it together. Yeah, true. Um, so Alois was the father of six. And he did, unfortunately, sign the insurance paperwork, and you guessed it, 
on September 19th of 1939. He died from overheating or gastrointestinal problems. This time it was said to be a heart condition. Oh, okay. Sorry. So, well, We're adding okay. some spice to our life. That's okay. So, in his obituary, it said that he was 55 and had been sick for about two weeks before his passing. His cause of death was said to be from a heart condition, but according to others before his death, Emma told people that she was worried something would happen to him because he was eating fruits and vegetables that had been sprayed with bug spray. And I guess back then, bug spray was like arsenic and lead. Oh. (laughs) After his death, she received a $700 insurance policy from the Knights of Columbus, which today would be a little under $15,000. After his funeral, she didn't wait long and remarried Tony Hepperman. Jeez. Is she gaining wealth? Like, is that the purpose of this? I don't understand. Because if you just want money to support yourself, find a husband who makes good money and just keep him around. Well, see, this is what's confusing. Because she received a $700 insurance policy from her last husband, and she did his funeral. And I looked it up, and the average funeral cost then was $400. So So it's like... She's not getting that much money. This feels like a lot of effort. Yeah. To find and trick and marry and then kill and then get a little bit of money. Right. Yeah. $7,000. Because if it if they took half, $400 is about half, she would get half of the $15,000 mm-hmm. today's money. So she went through all of this trouble for $7,000. That's a lot of trouble. Right. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't really make any sense. But this is all alleged. I know. Oh, okay. So now we're, we're on to husband number seven, Tony Hepperman. Jeez. Tony was a these widow. These guys not suspicious? Like, are we, are we scraping the bottom of the barrel here? Like, I don't understand. Well, we'll get into how she met the last two momentarily. Okay. But, um. I just don't understand. Like, <laughs> if, if you told me, like, if I met a guy, obviously I'm married, but if I met a guy and he was like, yeah, I've been married six times, but they all passed away tragically, I would be like, yeah, I'll see you later. I have a feeling she left that out. <laughs> I really do. But then again, like, they weren't all in the same town. Yeah. I guess you get away with more than, than you do now. Right. Well, now she's in Winsville. <gasps> wow. So Which, close. Yeah, Winsville is like, I mean, kind of like the town over from us. It's where you go to go to Target. Yeah, it's the closest Target store. <laughs> and the closest bandanas. Uh, barbecue, if you're not from around here. But Joel is obsessed. Yeah. Uh, so, Tony Hepperman, which, because we live so close to Winsville, I know that the Heppermans are still around here. Mm-hmm. So, I feel like they were generational farmers that had been there for a minute, though I can't back that up. Um, unfortunately, less than six weeks after their wedding, Tony fell ill. Oh, my gosh. According to Emma... She tried to drive him to St. Louis to the hospital after he had gotten sick. Now, keep in mind, Winsville is like a 45-minute car ride to St. Louis. Mm-hmm. But Emma said that when she was driving to the city, she pulled off somewhere in St. Peter's and left her car there, which is like a little under halfway between <laughs> Winsville and St. Louis. Yeah. Um, she said it was because she wasn't good at driving in heavy traffic, which like, don't get me wrong, same, but... If my husband was, like, dying, I would suck it up. Anyway, she said she pulled off in St. Peter's, and then she got a bus to St. Louis, where he was admitted into St. Joseph Hospital. Okay. So let me reiterate, 
for those that Joseph Hospital is not even in St. Louis. Well, it's in St. Charles, which is right by St. Peter's. So that is one thing that another another thing that was iffy in some of the things because in some of the articles it said St. Louis, some of the articles it said St. Charles. But I was born at that hospital. I was born at St. Joseph West. I was born at St. Joseph and St. Charles. An OG. (laughs) I was born at the OG St. Joseph. So that that did confuse me, and I didn't know if there was like which maybe there maybe that's a new building. Like maybe they had an old building in St. Louis. I don't know. But some of the things did say St. Charles, but most of them said St. Louis. Maybe which it's like it, people from outside. If you're writing about it, they were like, "It's close enough." Well, these were local, like oh, St. Charles County papers. Oh, that okay. I had gotten stuff from. But then again, some I do of them not know then. Some of them were like had spelling errors and stuff like that. So, but if it was the one in St. Charles, that's not even. If you made it to St. Peter's and then you decided to pull off and get a bus, that's weird because you were almost there. Well, it's weird anyway. It's not well, it's like, weird anyway, but like you were almost there. Right. Well, like if you're driving all the way to Springfield and it's like four hours, then that'd be one thing, but less than an hour. <laughs> Your husband's dying. Well, and to get from St. Peter's to St. Charles is probably 10 minutes. Right. <laughs> so it's like, yeah. you, you couldn't keep going for 10 more minutes? And she lived in St. Louis. So it's like, you know how to drive in traffic, but you live there? That's strange. I refuse to move to anywhere in the city because I can't drive in traffic. It makes sense. But. Yeah, you don't want to be irritated all the time. Right. It just looks like not a fun time. But anyways, back to Tony. Okay. He did unfortunately pass away after a couple days in the hospital. <sighs> or not a couple days, but like. It wasn't said exactly how long he was in the hospital, but I do know that they had done some blood transfusions and things were starting to look up for him, but then he died anyway, unfortunately. Uh, According to a local newspaper ad at the time, Emma received his life insurance policy, which was $70, which equates to $1,481.38 now. She also covered the funeral, which, like we said, was about $400. Um, Tony... Also had a... So she lost money on that one. Well, he he had a $6,000 farm. Oh. And a $1,000 savings bond, which, from what I read, were never granted to her because this time things were a little different and a medical investigation ensued. Thank goodness. Yes. This showed that Tony had high levels of arsenic in his body. From what it reads in the paper... Sounds like they arrested Emma before Tony had passed away under suspicion, but it is confusing because in the exact same paper ad, it says she paid for his funeral, but that he was still in critical condition. So that doesn't really make sense. Maybe she just knew he was going to die. Like, you know how you can buy your plot before you die? Yeah, that makes sense. Maybe it was that kind of a thing. Yeah, but they thought it was getting better. I don't know about that. I'm just saying maybe he was alive, but they thought, I don't know. I'm alive, but I'm dead. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, so it it was kind of confusing, but that does make sense. But then again, like, just so we're, sure, we're clear, the order of some of the stuff's funky. Yeah. But it is noted that when Emma was notified of her seventh husband's death, she replied with, quote, I don't believe it. And while at the funeral, viewing his dead body, I guess, after he passed away, she displayed no emotion except for quote, grief. Is she arrested or not? I don't know. That's why I'm confused. So I'm thinking maybe when they said she was arrested, she was just taken in for questioning. Okay. Because it sounds like she was able to put on his funeral. 
So that's why I'm saying some of this stuff is like weird, weirdly ordered. But it is noted that one of Tony's daughters, who was his youngest and 12 at the time, also had to be examined because she had been sick. But thankfully, she did recover. But we do know that she also had arsenic in her body. And that Emma (laughs) was 46 at this time, was arrested at a relative's house in St. Louis. It was during the investigation that police learned how many times Emma had been married and how many of her husbands died from unusual circumstances. Mm-hmm. They exhumed the body of Alice and did an autopsy and found that he still had arsenic in his system. Emma had met her last two husbands through an ad in a local newspaper where she named herself as Emma Lee and listed herself as, quote, a housekeeper for a motherless home, neat and clean, end quote. Speaking of neat and clean, she did admit that she bought some poisons, including lye, a few weeks prior, but she said she bought them to clean her floors at the home. This was during a lie detector test, which I didn't even know they had back then, but she said after March, when Tony inquired about her, she said, quote, I like the place, but what I really want to do is get married. I don't want to be a housekeeper. I'll tell you what, I'll work for two weeks. If you like me and want to get married, we'll do that. If you don't like me, I'll go back to St. Louis and you won't owe me a cent. Quote. Just freaking weird. But. That's pretty strange. We do have to keep in mind Tony was a widower and was lonely. So, you know, he did what he did. I, I understand. And maybe she was beautiful. And he couldn't help it. She looked way older than being 40. Really? She looked like she was in her 70s. Really? Yeah. Okay. Then I don't know what it was. It was like, it's weird because she had like, and don't get me wrong, not everybody with like gray hair, but she had like my grandma, silver, white hair. Mm -hmm. During the test, she denied poisoning her husband, but admitted to, okay, I should have added like with the listener discretion, but this next part briefly mentions animal poisoning. So- Skip ahead like 10 seconds if you don't want to hear that. But she said the only thing she had ever poisoned was three cats and a dog. It is noted that she couldn't remember all of the dates that she had been married, divorced, or widowed. Which, honestly, I can't judge her because I don't know any dates of anything. But Yeah, I mean, when you've got that many to remember, yeah, you'd start to forget, I feel like. I have one and I can't even remember it half the time. I have to look on Facebook. But Emma finally got her day in court in Union, Missouri by a jury and judge Ransom A. Brewer, which I think Ransom is such a funny name for a judge. Yeah, I do too. It's kind of cute though. I like that name, yeah. During the trial, the state was seeking the death penalty. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. One of the witnesses For was... a lady. Right. <laughs> One of the witnesses was Tony's son, Herbert. He was 23 and drove trucks for a living and no longer lived with his father, But he said he did visit from May 11th through the 13th. He said while he was there, Emma made them meals, but refused to eat it, saying that she wasn't hungry. And this is when his little sister and his father fell ill. Emma refused to take them to the hospital and said that it was too expensive to have a doctor come out and make a house call. She also said that, like, them driving to the hospital was, like, dangerous and he was a professional driver, but whatever. Tony's brother and their laundress, Miss Rosie, said that four days before his death, Tony told them he knew he had been poisoned. 
And Miss Rosie said that Emma said Tony had $1,000 and that she was going to get it. Emma's defense said that she was innocent and this case was built upon poisoning of the mind instead of poisoning of the body. And that Tony died from the poison for insecticides. I just don't think that's true. Well, it is also noted that Emma did buy fly traps that were dipped in arsenic, but she said it was for the water bugs or something, but whatever. Emma was found guilty by all 12 jurors, but they couldn't agree on whether she got life in prison or the death penalty. After a few days, it eventually was ruled that she would receive the life sentence and spent the next 27 years in the Missouri Department of Corrections before she was released on October 20th of 1968. At the age of 85, she passed away in a nursing home, and she's buried in Fulton, Missouri, at Hillcrest Cemetery in an unmarked grave, which we drive past. all over the place. Yeah, which I don't know why she was, well, you know, maybe she was in the prison there. Yeah, probably. Which means and she would have gotten moved home there, and then, yeah, just buried there. They probably didn't want to pay to move her in. She killed everybody that cared about her, so. Well, fun fact, she had a grandson who well, she had children, got too, the death penalty. Oh, no. <laughs> a couple years after she passed away, but it was he was in Illinois, and he got the death. This isn't written down, but, like, he was in Illinois and got the death penalty. And before his execution, Illinois reversed. They no longer supported oh, okay. the death penalty or something. Yeah. So he never actually got executed. But he was set to get executed. So it runs in the family or something. <sighs> That's so, terrible. Yes, this was the story of Emma Hepperman, who poisoned five of her seven husbands with none other than her yummy potato soup with lots of cream butter cheese and, you know, arsenic. <laughs> <laughs> that is so weird that I just happened to be cooking I that know. today. It was like... That's why I was like, am I dreaming? Is this, is this not real? <laughs> that is strange. Well, my potato soup is also yummy and has cream and butter and cheese, but it has no arsenic. I'm going to have to tell Darian to watch out. He <laughs> <I need> better. <laughs> Mine also has bacon, so. Ooh, bacon. We just sub out the arsenic for bacon. It adds more flavor. And less death. Right. <laughs> I don't even know where you can buy, which, like, don't get me wrong, I'm sure the pesticides back then were terrible, but, girl, you can't, you can't try to lie, like, yeah, not, and I feel like maybe it was six out of seven, because that one husband, there's, like, no record of him at all. True. So, could have been seven, which is also noted that all of her, even though, like, they only had proof for the last two, Mm -hmm. all of her other husbands that died all had, like, symptoms that could be correlated to arsenic poisoning. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, she's one of uh, Missouri's black widows. I've never heard that term. Yeah, uh, a black widow is what they refer to as a... I mean, I understand the term, I've just never heard it. Yeah. There's a... Actually, where I saw this case was in Walgreens. There's a book about it there. (laughs) Really? Yeah. It's called Missouri's murderous mistresses or something and it's about two people which the other one don't look it up because i'm gonna do the other one okay not right now but i am i understand that they did not have the same amount of communication that we have available to us now Mm -hmm. but it is astounding 
that she was able to get away with that. Right. And her daughter. Yeah. Now, I'm not sure about the daughter because keep in mind, this was a long time ago. But, like, tuberculosis, I'm not 100% sure what the symptoms of that are. But it sounds like she died in an actual hospital. So, I don't know if she actually had tuberculosis. But no one really... Yeah. I. It's just impossible for me not to be a little suspicious. Oh, yeah. For sure. Especially since she tried to murder a 12-year-old. Right. Who thankfully didn't die. But. Yeah, I feel like her daughter just made her mad and she was like, get away from me. I'll murder you. And then she tried. <laughs> yeah, which is crazy. <laughs> yeah, it said at the end she was a mother of eight, but that didn't really make sense because I didn't see where else she had kids. So. Oh. But she's also like a compulsive liar. It feels that way, doesn't it? Yeah. That's why a lot, when she's like, she said she was 14, but said that in the census she was older, it's kind of... It was, it was hard. she looks older, so. She does. She does look older. That's what you were saying, yeah. Oh my gosh, she does. She looks like an old grandma. Yeah, which is like so crazy. And you can look, I mean, I don't know if we'll post it. 75, 80, maybe, yeah, I mean, I would say like 80 years old is what she looks like. Right, but that's the thing. Maybe the arsenic has aged her. The thing that doesn't add up though is that that photo was taken in 41 and she died in 68, so she lived a little, quite a bit longer than that, but she just looks really old. Yeah, that's true. I was going to, yeah, that, I don't think she would have lived to be over 100. <laughs> right. Well, but maybe, you she know. She looked, I mean, she looks like an old lady. Yeah. And, and it's so confusing because, I mean, it's not like she was marrying all these rich people, like you said, that had all this money. Yeah. So I feel like she just. I don't know. Is it a game? Like, I feel like it's just a lot of work. Right. Yeah. Oh. I don't know. So be careful eating other people's soup. Yeah, and don't get married after someone tries to clean your house for free for two weeks. That's really strange. That is super odd. Did she put (laughs) it in the paper? Yeah. Like, and of course, like, you know, she, it looked like she targeted widowers. Yeah. Which I know that there's a whole, you know, psychological aspect of losing a spouse young but yeah i don't know you just gotta you gotta be careful of those people because yeah okay well then we learned about one of the black widows of missouri yeah and i guess we will hear about another one later yeah thank you for telling us this story and stumbling upon a murder book in walgreens which i feel like is a little odd but hey and For our listeners, if you want merchandise, you can still purchase merchandise. If you haven't followed our social medias, please do so. And we will be back next week with another episode. Bye. Bye. Bye.